Hello and welcome again to the Fantasy Football Punt the Quarterback Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rick Navalani. Followed right now here next to me with Tim Singer. What's going on, everybody? So, uh, big news to start everything off here first. Uh, our drafts are done. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're going to talk some news first. But uh, we're now we're now on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we that? have at... What? At PuntQBFF. At punt the QBFF, or is it at PuntQBFF? Yep. Yeah, at PuntQBFF, and then mine is at Rick punt the QB. So, yeah, if you got any questions or anything, you want to throw some stuff out there, we're excited to hopefully hear or back from people. Or give us our time. We're open for that, too. Yeah, give us some nice, you know, got some trolls out there, I'm sure, that want to just go ahead and beat up on us. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, so let's start talking about some fantasy news here. Um Right yeah. after, right after, right day before our draft, Saturday, we got J.K. Dobbins, OFS, my guy. Scratch him off my list. <laughs> Scratch him off. Yeah, crazy. You know, it's been it's and that's the thing is, there's so much that went on. We got to pop right into it. He tore his ACL in the third preseason game. Yeah. That's just brutal. And that's now the third young, talented running back we've lost this preseason. Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, that, that's crazy. I mean, what do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you got to you got to put guys out there. People have to get into football shape. They have to start taking hits. You can't just throw them out there week one. I mean, last year, I think they said like a record amount of games went over um, because people weren't ready. The first, to, the first three, yeah, weeks, the first yeah, three weeks, especially. nobody was because they didn't have any preseason. No one was ready to start playing football. Well, and the CBA restricts the the NFLPA's CBA restricts how many times they can have padded practices, how much they can hit at practice. So, I mean, I think a lot of the, and if you notice the veteran coaches, John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, they played their starters a lot this preseason, mm-hmm. knowing that if I'm going to get my guys up to game speed, this is my opportunity. Yeah, you saw you know? KC come out week three and play. Uh, Mahomes played like first like quarter and a half. Yeah. And all the starters came out and they drove down the field. They look really good. Well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, preseason you take it for a grain of salt. What you got to worry about is who plays, who doesn't, who stays injured. Um, and I think if you want to focus on the J.K. Dobbins news, I think the biggest, big, biggest to come out of that is Gus Edwards. His value skyrocketed. Yeah, but the once, but Gus Edwards comes down with one of those things that we were talking about Mike Davis before. Well, we've had arguments about this before. When we're talking about running backs. My, Gus Edwards has never gotten a dominant amount of carries. I think, no, I think one hundred and fifty was the most. Yeah, and I think one, yeah, one hundred and fifty, and maybe in the most in a game was maybe twenty, and he maybe did that twice when he had to play when yeah. other players were hurt before they had even drafted Dobbins. But, you know, so far, we're recording this on Thursday, exactly one week before the season starts. Yeah, Woo! yeah. And as of now, John Harbaugh is giving the usual coach speak. We like our room. We like our running back room. We like our running back room. And they haven't brought anybody else in. Well, they so, said I specifically think, they were not going to bring Yeah, I mean, that's a de facto vote of confidence for Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he shot up the boards to the fact where he went in, in our original draft Sunday morning, second pick, third round. And at, at first, I had the sticker shock about that. I was like, wow, Really? But then I looked, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. I looked at some of the guys available at the time. I can't argue with that. No, you know, not at all. I mean, and and that's the thing is, is you know, they they've got Justice Hill, who's not you know nothing really to look at. Uh, Tyson Williams, uh, he was an undrafted free agent. He moves into the number two spot. He's and been he, getting a lot of pub from a lot of other. Places absolutely, yeah. Maybe if you're in a deeper PPR league, a dynasty league, looking for a name, maybe stash him. But I mean, the big winner out of that, J.K. Dobbins, and it's an unfortunate. Because the AFC North, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens are favored to win their division. They have Super Bowl hopes. I, I don't know if they can get past Buffalo or KC, but just a terrible, yet another terrible blow to a young rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean, well, real, real, quickly, real quickly touching on Tyson Williams. I mean, um, either 
this episode or or next episode before the season starts, we're we're gonna throw out some some guys to throw on your on your uh, on your waiver list. Like, yeah, your not, scout not, team. Yeah, your scout team. Your watch list. Yeah, you know, some of that. He's gonna be definitely one of those guys that we tell you if he's not picked up on somebody's team, um, to just go not ahead and that, throw. But him I on mean, your if your roster is fifteen, sixteen deep. And you're a Gus Edwards owner if you've already drafted or if you're thinking about drafting him. It doesn't hurt to use a 14th or 15th round pick on this guy. Mm. I know you're not a handcuffed guy, but when you're talking 14th round, I mean, you're scraping for guys that look at making rosters. Well, especially if you yeah. already picked before you knew Dobbins was out. Yeah. Because then you got Gus Edwards at like a 10th round value, and now he's a third round pick, basically. Oh, yeah, in all that's, the other that's great if you're in a dynasty so league. Why keep, not you know, drop somebody else and drop somebody else on the bottom of your roster and pick up a Tyson Williams? Because then you basically have what everyone thinks is a third round value running back pick. Because look, J.K. Dobbins was a third round pick. He gets hurt. Gus Edwards moves all the way up to a third down, round pick. If Gus Edwards gets hurt, somebody else is probably going to move up yeah, to a third and, round pick. And I think that's why I, I like advocating handcuffing backs. Because instead of having a guy who's in a three way committee like a Philip Lindsay or David Johnson or even a Melvin Gordon. I'd rather have an Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, somebody who's one injury away from having a feature role, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, not, now that we've touched on the JK Dobbins injury, I I think the other big news since our last broadcast, Cam Newton was cut. I mean, the, the, the Bill Belichick said, Hey, appreciate the effort, but I'm going with Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, I wonder exactly how that conversation went. Maybe it was like a, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, Mac Jones because you know Bill he yeah. doesn't talk we're, we're gonna go. Well, with I, I'm willing to bet that he doesn't act the way he does in press conferences. No, just, but I could see I could see him going into like a meeting and being yeah. like, so we're gonna go with Mac Jones yeah. and um, we really oh no he's don't not mind. he's not passing out hugs. He's no, not, I think it would, but I think he would know. say like like hey, we still need a backup. And Cam was probably like, I'm not backing up for anybody. Yeah, get me out of here. And it, you know, realistically, he couldn't. He couldn't have Cam in that locker room as a backup anyway because something like that can't separate a locker room. We saw this in Philadelphia when Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl. That following year, there was the guys who were Nick Foles' guys and there was guy who were Carson Wentz' guys, and we saw how that turned out. Well, and a lot of the players liked Cam Newton. Oh, absolutely. No, he, from what everybody, teammates, teammates love him. I mean, a lot of people seem to love him. He seems like a really good guy. I, I'm entertained by his commercials. I mean, it's mm-hmm. his fashion sense. People seem to like him. Have you seen the... Uh... Have you seen the video of Steve Smith being like uh, on the sidelines after he's retired with the Carolina Panthers, and he's talking to Cam Newton and DJ Moore, who was a rookie at the time? And Steve Smith's like, "Hey man, who should I start?" And he starts talking about like all these other players I on have other seen that. teams. That's great. Yeah, and so it's, it's worth the it's worth the YouTube search, everybody. And, and, and Cam's sitting there laughing, and he's sitting there laughing. DJ Moore's sitting there like a small little child, being like, "Okay, okay." Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, stuff. like, yeah. Let's get a, a well, away I mean, from the away from the funny personality to this cam and talk about the ramifications. Yeah. I think it's really crazy because I believe when putting Mac Jones as a starter, I believe everybody on the New England team is now more valuable. I, I think the the style of football he plays is what Belichick and, and Josh McDaniels want. The get rid of the ball quickly, hit the right guy. I, I think. The value of Damian Harris shoot rock, you know, skyrockets up, and more on that later. Um, I, I I think Janu Smith. I actually regret in in our draft. I waited a while to get a tight end, ended up with Jaseki, who I wasn't big on, but he was the best available at the time. And had I known this, I probably would have scooped to Janu Smith because a, a rookie quarterback's best friend are the backup, you know, the running backs out of the backfield, a la James White, and uh, the tight end, you know, the the short, safe, you know, 
get rid of the ball kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, when you're talking about all the rookie quarterbacks, he's the one that's not going to be running very much. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody saw the viral video of him celebrating with a cigar after the championship? Yes. You know, they were just dogging him. But I tell you what, that guy's already made more money than any of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I think we defer on this, but I think the only person whose value goes down is Jacoby Myers, who a lot of people in the in the preseason were talking up. He had a really good rapport with Cam Newton, who tends to favor his wide receivers. And I think this hurts Jacoby Myers a little bit. Not that you're drafting him with a high draft pick to be a starter. I don't know if it actually... I would think everybody's value goes up. And if anything, Jacoby Myers just stays the same. Um, I think that Mac Jones is a very efficient quarterback, which is something that in the last couple of years, Cam was not. I remember watching Cam his last year in... Carolina and his and last year in New England and they were bad watching him try to throw the ball to people. I mean there'd yeah. be out, outs that he'd be throwing at people's legs. There'd be outs that he'd be overthrowing or throwing the ball out of bounds, like five yards out of bounds. I mean it, he did not have much accuracy. No, he you know he he didn't help himself out all that much, and uh, it's a shame. I think they had said I I think I saw a statistic that said Cam had like top five. Goal, goal line rushing attempts. Yeah, you're, you're stealing my thunder a little bit. I'm going to use that in a later segment. Oh, okay. So I just, I've got the exact number, but I'm right, going to use that right. to support my argument in a later sure, segment. Sure, But, but that's the like, beauty of what we don't talk. That is said, I just goes to show, we don't talk too much before the bra. I want mm-hmm. genuine reaction. I want to throw something at you, and I want you to give me genuine reaction. Yeah, so. but I mean, that, that raises the value of the running backs. Exactly. I mean, the, the fact that you've got a quarterback now that is consist, can consistently get the ball down the field and to the receivers, everyone's value goes up, I believe. I believe everyone's value goes up except for one guy, and that's Cam. He's not even on a team anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. You can actually bet on DraftKings where his next team will be. Yes. And yeah. the favorite right now seems to be Dallas. Just because they, they, they dropped Ben DiNucci, they dropped Garrett Gilbert, you know. Yeah, the, the, exactly. I mean, I just, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's maybe, fantasy relevant. Maybe he's, but... like a, maybe he's a fun guy to have in the, cl- in the clubhouse. Maybe he's a good team player. Maybe he's a good team. Well, if he goes to a team like that mm-hmm. where there's no 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 qualms about it, Dak's the, the, the quarterback, yeah. period. And, I, I, I mean, you know, that, they, that being said, I don't know how fantasy relevant – him being a backup anywhere really. I don't is. see Cam being fantasy relevant unless unless somebody picks him up as a no, backup. No, the, the value he, he had down. going back to his time in Carolina was being a rushing quarterback. You know. Yeah. Um. Some other notable cuts I'm going to throw at you, and you tell me if any of them mean anything. Uh, the Lions, the Lions cut Rashad Perriman. Yeah, but he got picked up by the Bears already. He did. He did. Yeah. And 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 uh, training camp sensation Rodney Adams. Was dropped. Ridiculous. And then, and Ridiculous. Then, well, he's on the practice squad. I As know, of today, he got picked up. I know, yeah. but how do you tell somebody they made the team? Yeah, that's a shame. You made the 53 and then cut him 12 hours later because you got Brashard Perriman. Which is funny because I, I, I think I heard a stat on, on the radio. He's on his seventh team already. Yeah. You know, so I mean... I, I don't know. I, it is what it is. I, I, I don't, think you know. I think it's one of those. I think it's one of those. He got cut from the Lions. The Bears picked him up. They're gonna use him for all of his knowledge of the Lions playbook. That could be. And after the first, Patriots first did that time, a lot, they would pick up former the Jets and Dolphins. First time they play the Lions, he'll be out the door. Yeah, week four. Yeah, and that was actually my prediction when uh, Josh Fields gets or Justin Fields gets in the in the game. And guess who will be called up off the practice squad? Rodney Adams. Yeah, absolutely, and he should be. I, I mean. He was the only one besides Justin Fields that had a decent preseason. All right, let's not give Rashard Perriman anymore. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, any other names that got dropped? Extremely predictably, uh, Devonta Freeman was cut by the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's his better days are already behind him. 
Yeah, uh, if your guy who's already drafted kickers Joey Sly and Nick Folk were dropped by Carolina and Patriots. Yeah, I think uh, Folks was kind of like more of a was more of knowledge stuff like that. Sly kind of surprised me because I feel like whenever I watched fantasy football last year or watched football, yeah, he was he was always kicking, kicking big kicks. Yeah, he was always found his way under the red mm-hmm. zone. Uh, we also have Rams running back Xavier Jones. Yeah, people, he was drafted in our league, and then he was cut two days later. Yeah, he was. A lot of people were talking him up as somebody behind Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. before Sony Michelle got traded. Yeah, uh, Jordan Howard was dropped by Philadelphia. That comeback attempt is officially over. Yeah, I, yeah, Jordan Howard's one of those guys is just a straight rusher. I mean, you remember and remember with the Bears how many goal line oh yeah zone, like they'd be no, throwing the ball to him and, uh, goal line carries in yeah standard i mean leagues. but they'd be throwing the ball to him like at the five yard line he would drop the ball and he could have caught it and like back walked in yeah and, and good news for uh antonio gibson lovers and, and owners uh peyton barber was officially cut by the washington football team yeah so if you're worried about him not getting goal line carries this this helps the case a little well, bit i don't have to worry about antonio gibson anymore no you sure don't and we'll yeah. get to that in our draft review segment <laughs> Uh, other quick notes, I, I, new notes that I think are relevant. Um, Michael Thomas was officially put on the pup list and which means regardless of bye week, he has to make six games, which means as soon as he can come back is week eight because of the bye. Uh, in, in our league, he was drafted in the seventh round in our PPR league. He was drafted in the fifth round. Yeah. I think that he has a lot of value back in those, in that area. If you can get him in the seventh, eighth round, I think you're going to be pretty happy when he finally comes back. If Winston is still the starter, Absolutely. I think he's going. To, they're going to be able to to open the field up, and Michael Thomas should be able to do some pretty good things. If he's your, I'm not saying you want him to be your wide receiver one or two, but if no. he's your wide receiver three, you've got to be pretty happy throwing oh, him out especially there, especially as deep as the position yeah. is this year. Absolutely, I I thought he was worth the gamble in both spots. Yeah, you know. So I, and then uh, some more news uh, as of this morning, Irv Smith is likely to miss the season. I know he's not a huge name, but. We were both talking him up as a yeah. as a potential breakout tight end. He was he was one of our sleeper picks as far as yeah. we thought somebody that could really come through late in the draft. Yeah, he had a meniscus surgery, which means he's expecting to miss four to five month timetable, which is probably going to lead to an IR or end of season mm-hmm. stint. And they picked up uh, Ty Hernan, uh, Chris Chris Hernan. Sorry, no, maybe Ty is his yeah, cousin. Whatever. Um, yeah. Now, does does he hold any value? Uh, no, I, I really don't think he does. He's had so many opportunities in New York. I actually drafted him last year as. A potential breakout sleeper. They were talking him up with uh, with Sam Darnold, and I'm not saying Kirk Cousins isn't a is step up from Sam Darnold, but I, I, I from him I have to see it before I believe it. Yeah, I think that any I don't, one I didn't even know what his first name was, so really he can't be that relevant. Um, well, but I think if you're talking about somebody that if you have to stream somebody, um, and Minnesota has a favorable matchup, you could probably play him a week. And hope that some hope that he does. Find yeah, no. If he's time. on your radar, that means you drafted one tight end and you're looking to stream somebody yeah. on your bye week. But it's just one of those things that hopefully you don't have to go down that that road. Yeah, let, let's hope not. All right, so now we're going to get into our a little review of what we did with our drafts and what we liked, what we saw, what we didn't like, you know, what we were frustrated about and stuff like that. Uh, Tim, we started on Sunday morning our 30 year league. With a standard draft, standard scoring yeah, 12 system. Team standards, yes. Yeah. But a 12 team, you picked eighth, I picked 12th. I'll tip it off to you because you picked first. Yeah, you know, uh, first off, we would have liked to have done our draft closer to the start of the season. But this weekend's Labor Day weekend, and for a bunch of people married with kids, it's tough to do. But what we can do in describing some of the things that happened in our draft is help you out if you haven't drafted yet. This is what happened here. The biggest surprise to me in our morning draft. 
15 of the first 18 picks were running backs. Yeah. Now, I, I think we both expected an uptick in running backs simply because you have to start two and there's the flex. But I didn't think anybody thought 15 of the first 18. No. I mean, when you're talking about it's literally, uh, what, Adams, um, Tyreek yeah, Hill, Adams, and Hill, Kelsey. Adams, Hill, and Kelsey, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, otherwise 15 out of 18. I mean, we're talking Chris Carson and David Montgomery went in the middle of the second round. Yeah. I mean, that blows my mind because in a lot of the mocks, I was like, maybe I can get one of those guys in the third round on the way back. And mm-hmm. and I, I took I took Chubb with the eighth pick and then on the way back got Joe Mixon, who wasn't necessarily on my radar, but for an RB2, I'll take him. Yeah. So, I mean, and you picked 12, so you had the turn, and I think you had something happen to you that you didn't fully expect. Yeah, you know, um, I made it perfectly clear in this podcast what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. uh, Travis Kels and I wanted uh, and I wanted Antonio Gibson. And yeah. I thought if anybody were to go out and get him ahead of me that they were going to be reaching for him, and I thought that was a perfect spot to get him. And, yeah, at 11 – uh, Jeff, good old Jeff. He took yeah. uh, he took Antonio Gibson. He's a he's probably a a good solid member of the uh, of the punt the QB nation here yeah. listening and stuff yeah, like that. The, uh, Mister Bears and Bear, uh, Beers himself, yes. Jeff Walker. Yeah, he uh, he snakes Gibson from you, but uh, I mean, I, I think not only did he snake Gibson from you, but Saquon Barkley failed you a pick twelve. Yeah, I don't think you saw that scenario coming at all. I didn't see that. Scenario coming, and it was one of those things where you're talking about a guy that could have top five um, pick value if he if he plays up to his potential. He's he's always when he's been on the field, with the exception of the first two games of last year before he got hurt, he's always put up big numbers. Problem is, is him staying healthy. Well, that's I think that that's the hesitation you'd say with a lot of guys in yeah. the league. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, when you're talking about it, like if. If a healthy Saquon last year was the second or third pick oh, absolutely. in every he was draft. top three, yeah. Well, he still has that potential. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so I felt like I had no choice. I had to take Saquon. And the value of Kelsey being, I mean, when you're talking about Kelsey, you're talking about a guy that from running back five, from running back one, which is Kelsey, and running back, oh, I'm sorry, tight end one and tight end five, is a difference of like seven, eight points. So I'm basically getting a seven eight point lead in oh, every yeah. Kelsey, single game. Yeah, I we, play. we've been singing that praises for multiple weeks on this podcast. Having if you're in a league where you have to start a tight end, having a top three, but having Kelsey more so mm-hmm. gives you a significant. You know, we play each other week one in that league. Yeah, you have Kelsey, I have Mike Gesicki. Yeah, advantage you by a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you have Joe Mixon as your RB two. You have James Robinson as your RB three because you went. Running back, running back, running back. Yeah. I had at the turn with all those running backs going before the middle of the second round and then coming back around and having more running backs go, by the time I get to 3-4 turn, I've got two solid receivers in Keenan Allen and Robert Woods, which is where I went with because there was the value (coughs) of taking a running back at that time that wasn't there because those guys were all gone already. What was I going to do, take Mike Davis? I didn't even want Mike Davis. You know, I, so I'm then, aware. So then we come back around on at five six, and you had it to. hasn't gotten any prettier. No. So well, I would you end up with? Uh, so I end up with Chase Edmonds and, and Javante Williams. Wow. Yeah. Because by that time, the just the amount of running backs that were taken had just been obscene. So I mean, when you're talking about the fact that my three that I'm throwing out there is a Saquon who might not even play the first week of this yeah, season. Absolutely. And Chase Edmonds and Javante Williams versus your three. Of Chubb and Chubb Mixon and James Mixon Robinson, and James yeah. Robinson, and and I'm basically t- saying 
I got these three against those three, but hey, I got eight point advantage at tight end. Like it's yeah, not worth we, it. We don't need to go pick for pick. I'm sure people don't care too much about our matchup, but I just found that interesting. Just like last year, I made a point in both leagues that we've drafted so far to go running back, running back, running back, mm-hmm. solely for the purpose of I liked. It's a passing league. A lot of teams go thrive three wide receiver. A lot of teams have value in the three, like the Steelers do with their three, and even the Panthers last year with their three. Um, and I, I, there was a lot of late value at wide receiver, and I'm glad I did because not only did I secure three pretty good running backs, but I'm still happy with my receiver course. Yeah. Some of the other things that stuck out to me, Joe Burrow went in the 14th round. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, crazy. talk about a fall from grace. Yeah. You know, uh, another one, Jalen Hurts went in the 12th round. Yeah. I, I mean, again, you know, guys dropping. And somebody else picked Trevor Lawrence as their starter. Yeah. I, I mean, you and know. And then backed him up with Trey Lance. Yeah, and that's what you know. That's what kind of got me. And like I said, this guy he knows what he's doing. The guy you know, what Jeff we're talking about, he knows what he's doing. I, I don't advocate taking a rookie as your starter. If you have a decent veteran starter, you took Stafford. Mm-hmm. You know, out of my love for the Rams, you snaked yeah, Stafford I, from I punt, me. I punted the quarterback, yep. and I, I ended up with Stafford. And you and punted I, the quarterback. I punted the quarterback and got Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that worked out for both of us. I feel if you're going to wait late and get a veteran quarterback like we did, that sets up well to take a rookie. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if you look at the rest of his particular roster, it's actually pretty good. And I mean, like guys like Jameis Winston didn't even get drafted in our league. So mm. he can still, you know, he can still do that. You know, yeah. uh, real quick, we don't need to go too much into it. Uh, some of the other things surprise, I think some of the best pits, uh, Sean was able to take Marquez Callaway and Rondell Moore in rounds 10 and 11. I thought those were both great value picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little bit surprised that Odell Beckham went with a fourth pick in the fifth round. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we're talking all these guys in our league have been doing it twenty years. So if I'm nitpicking for a quote unquote bad pick, he's I, a name. I, I mean, he's yeah. he's, a, he's one of those guys. It should that, be said that they did back him up in the sixth round by taking Antonio Brown, which I I've, yeah. I've said all along. I thought was the best value yeah. of all the Bucks wide receivers. I agree. Yeah. So just a little bit, some of the things that stuck out in our in our uh, our standard league. Yeah, our know? standard league. I I do have to say like. Uh, we got done with our standard league, and Ryan gave everybody the grades that came up with his computer, and everybody got A's and B's, um, and we all kind of like heckled him as like, we, "Come on, yeah, how do you have laughed, nobody? Yeah. How do you have like it's like saying like every single team's going to finish over five hundred? Um, yeah. But at the same exact time, hats off, man, hats off to everybody. They they brought it. I mean, the, there's there's solid teams all over the place. Absolutely, here. Yeah, there was I, no like, what was this guy thinking? What yeah, was our this league guy will doing? Probably be won by who has the least amount of injuries mm-hmm. and who can supplement that with good waiver picks. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knew it there. I mean, some of the stuff that uh, my favorite pick of my team was 13th round. I was able to get Brian Edwards in the 13th round. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. I think he could end up being the best non Darren Waller receiver on Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think Las the, Vegas. I think the best pick I made was was uh, Antonio Gibson. You mean you didn't make? But oh, I didn't. No, oh, I got sniped again. I uh, got sniped again. Yeah, it's still happening. Still, I still happening, got. I still got sniped, huh? You'll you'll sleep one. I of keep these thinking days. like it's a bad dream, <laughs> but no. I yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with Kelsey. Um, I think when it's all said and done, when you do the mock drafts and stuff like that, I did not see um, my backfield being the way that it ended up becoming. Um, There's good upside there, though. There is upside, but I, I think Javante Williams can turn into something pretty special in Denver. It's definitely, it's definitely not what I what I'm used to. And we know if Saquon Barkley is healthy, he has potential to be top three. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, moving on to our PPR league, which yep. is good because not only do we two two, but it gives you angles on both PPR and standard, two different drafts. 
uh, in our PPR league, uh, 13 of the first 18 picks were running backs. Yep. You know, some of the things that surprised me, I, Jonathan Taylor fell to second round, eighth pick, 18th overall. That surprised me a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was right before me. That was right before yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, and I, it, like I said, I'm part of that. I passed him up. I, I had the eighth pick. I took Austin Eckler, who in a PPR league is somebody I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. I, I think while he's smaller, may get less touchdowns. He is as close to a feature back in PPR leagues as you can get. Yeah. And I was able to get Antonio Gibson on the way back, which was my favorite pick of that draft. I, I was really happy to get him. Oh, you were, you were happy with getting Antonio Gibson. I, I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah, Jeff wasn't in that league. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I picked second. Um, I took what the what was there available to me. I took Dalvin. In a PPR league, I feel Dalvin has more more value than Derrick Henry. Obviously, McCaffrey went, went one. And then I came back at two, and I'm very excited about the fact that I got Diggs. And in the third round, I got Hopkins. So I mean, yeah. I set myself up really good with those with those two stud receivers and Delvin Cook. When you're talking about yeah, those those those, I think you had a, a general approach that you wanted, like I did. I once again went three straight running backs. I went Eckler, Gibson, and uh, DeAndre Swift, who I've said I was a little down on, but for him to be my flex play in a PPR league, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, and I was still able to get Terry McLaren, Tyler Lockett as my two starting receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still pretty happy with some of the guys I have on my bench at receiver. Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams are really high on. I got Marvin Jones, so that'll help me settle the bet. Yeah. And uh, I was able to get Marquez Callaway in the 16th round. I was really happy about that. Um, but, yeah, the, the receivers you took, you could not pass them up. Oh, no. There's just you too know. much There's too much uh, value at, at PPR. And, and those are the guys that it's like when you're talking about who's going to get the, uh, the amount of looks, the percentages of looks in a game – DeAndre Hopkins and, and Stephon Diggs are just two of the top ones. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, especially in a PPR league where very good wide receivers make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to say, you know, you got to say that. Uh, so I, I do have to chide you a little bit. And, uh, okay. You've been saying all along how you're down on Mike Davis. You, uh, I was making the uh, point that he was volume and opportunity. You were saying, oh, he's not special. He may end up getting, uh, getting you know, lost on the depth chart. You took him in the sixth round. Yeah, well, yeah. he also was my uh, was my third or fourth running back, I believe. Yeah, well, there's a flex play in that league, so you end up you could end up starting in multiple weeks. But... Well, I got two, I got three receivers too. All right, right, but I, I had to take you to task for all the actually. Sh- I'm very for all the shit you talked about, Mike Davis, for you to draft him. I I, I had to give you a hard well, time. Well, at the time, it was just the value was just too. Oh, no, absolutely, good to pass and up. I can I can say the same thing about myself. I've said all along that I want no part of Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's 31 week and then two straight zeros because he'll be active at 1030 on a Sunday morning, yep. which means you got to start him. But he's basically a glorified decoy trying yep. to draw the safety. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the fifth round, I couldn't pass him up. Yeah. Well, so if I'm going to try you, I got to give it to myself. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're you talking know. about the fact that my my flex play right now, in my mind, is Robert Woods. Because yeah. I have. Oh, no, I picked, Robert Woods. Yeah, you know my affinity for the Rams. Absolutely. I love yeah. Robert Woods this year. Yeah, absolutely, both, yeah. He's probably the only player. He is the only player that's on both my teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if I'm going to bust your balls again, you're Mr. Anti-Handcuff. But guess, with Dalvin Cook on your team, guess who drafted Antonio Alexander Madison? I did gra- that that draft so, Alexander Madison. So, I, 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 I mean, like I said, Mr. Anti-Handcuff, you want to explain yourself? Well, because it's second pick overall, and I have Mike Davis as my third or fourth running back, so I might as well back him up with... Somebody yeah, and I'm so excited you spilled your beer. Yeah, but I got to tell you, yeah, well, just, hell, handcuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Mr. Anti Mike Davis, Mr. Anti Handcuff, you, you sure did take both those guys. Well, I, you know what, I, yeah. Alexander Madison was the best player on the board. At he the was, time he at was that, absolutely. That but that's position. not going to stop me from busting your balls. You can about. go ahead and bust all you yeah. want, but let's talk about what I think was the best pick of my entire uh, in my entire draft on that in that PPR league is 
I believe it was the ninth round. And here I am staring at ninth round, pick two. Everybody else has a starting quarterback, basically. And who do I end up with, Tim? Who do I end up with, Tim? Aaron Rodgers. Yep. MVP. I, We're, I'm taking that last that's, that's dance. That's one of my regrets. I think I stacked another I, – I stacked a fifth running back in the round where you took – so I, that's one of my regrets, absolutely. I, I'm very high on Aaron Rodgers this year. Last dance, my friend. I Let's still do this last with, dance. I, yeah, I still ended up with Tom Brady. But, uh, yeah, that was one I, – I think I stacked a fifth – I ended up taking Chase Edmonds that round because I wanted a, a, a fifth running back just because I collect him early and often. But uh, that's one of my regrets. I wish I would have taken Aaron Rodgers in that round. Yeah, that was, I'm, I'm super excited yeah. about having Rodgers as my quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, Especially it, considering I punted the quarterback, and by the ninth round, he was still there sitting there looking right at me. Yeah, so I mean, well, you know, like I said, between our two drafts, that gives you a little idea what to expect. Uh, a lot of take what the room gave you. Rick did that in both leagues. He had a definitive plan. And had to zig when everybody else sagged. Oh, I got sniped four times in that. Oh, first Jeff, draft. yeah, Jeff got you definitely. You Jeff still, got you still got your scorpion times. king. You still got Amon Saint, uh, Amon Ross Saint Brown. Yeah, but at the same exact time, I probably should have passed him up, so I could have gotten Tony Jones Jr. Yeah, he sniped you earlier. The last he pick. sniped Absolutely. me. He's one he of my sniped favorite me on the and... first pick with Antonio Gibson. He sniped me in the seventh round when he took Michael Thomas. He sniped me again. Which was yeah. somebody that probably wasn't too relevant because I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But then he sniped Obviously, me again. It, it's keeping you up at night. He sniped me again at the end of the draft when he took Tony Jones Jr. And I had the very last pick. And yeah. he had the second to last pick. Well, that's all right. You got number one on waivers. And that'll make uh, at least BJ mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. Take that for what it's worth. That's some of the stuff that we picked up on our two drafts. All right. So now we're going to move into some bold predictions for this fantasy football season. Um, we're not going to just throw out some, some, you know, like, oh, this guy's going to, this guy's oh, going to be Oh, Holmes is going to be number one. Oh, Yay. this guy's going to be a running back two by the end of the year. No, we're coming at we with some really, really bold, really yeah, bold really predictions. And we teased it last episode. So we, I think we've got to bring the thunder. Yeah. And I, I think a good place to start. And I, I, you know, we, we briefly touched on some of the names. I, I think I, let's start with Damian Harris. Because I think we have deferring views about that. We do. My first bold prediction, and I'm going to back it up with a little bit of stats. I think Damian Harris, Patriots running back Damian Harris, will have rushed for over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. And, and, and people are going to say, oh, well, he's just technically the starting running back in New England. I don't know how bold that is. Listen, the most he's ever rushed for was 600, and he had two rushing touchdowns last year. And I bring that up because last year, Cam Newton had 22 carries inside the five-yard line. No other member of that team... Had more than five. Yeah. And that's significant. And that was probably Rex Burkhead. And he's not there either anymore. Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, we're, we're talking on the depth chart, Damian Harris, your boy, Ramon, you know, Ramon J. Stevenson, and James White, who's more of a third down back. So if Cam had 22 carries inside the five, where are those going now? Yeah. Damian Harris, baby. I think he's going he's gonna to be drafted as late-end RB2 flex play, and I think he's going to be – he has a chance with those numbers, 1,000 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns, to be back-end RB1. I think he's got great value, and I know you disagree. Oh, well, there we go. Let me bring up my... Hold on. Gotta love that sound. What, Rick, what are my, we drinking today? We are drinking Noon Whistle Brewing Company in Lombard, which I highly recommend. I am a big fan of this place. Their, their actual brewery that they have in there, they have about 10 pinball machines. And anybody that knows me knows... You send Rick into somewhere where there's beer and pinball machines, you aren't going to see him for oh, the rest love, of the you day. You playing with balls. So... This one is their kind of Oktoberfest. It's called Liesel Weapon. 
German style. German style. Hefeweizen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So very October. Yeah. This, this, this week was your call, and I, I had to shout you out to. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So I Noon Whistle. Would... We aren't we aren't sponsored by them yet. Yeah. But <laughs> we're working on it. But I'm a big fan. Uh, go check out their 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 brewery right there, um, in Lombard. All so right, okay. So, so give, give me your yin and yang for Damien Harris. Okay. So your bold prediction was that Damien Harris was going to possibly yeah. end up. Right, RB1. Yeah, over 1,000 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, puts him in late-end RB1 territory. Okay. You disagree. I disagree. My bold prediction is that Damian Harris will be outscored by the end of the season by Ramondre Stevenson. Really? Yes. And here's God, my don't thing. Don't tell me you're doing the Kembrell Tompkins, Stephen no, Hawkins, preseason love. You, we're saying bold predictions. I'm throwing a bold prediction out there. You don't think 12 rushing touchdowns is pretty bold? That, well, that is bold. But I'm coming back bold the other way. All right. Now, what I I'm didn't know saying we have a measuring contest. I'm not saying that, that Damian Harris is not going to start off the season as the number one running back for the Patriots. I'm not saying he's not going to finish as the number one running back on the depth chart. But Ramondre Stevenson checks a lot of Bill Belichick boxes. He's a young running back. If you remember, Sony Michelle in his rookie season had a great season. When he it did. came down to once he finally started getting the ball, stands week five, week six, week seven, maybe as early as week four. But yeah. then the rest of the season, he had a great year. And then he started fumbling the ball and started the second season. He never saw the light of day again. What I'm saying with Rashandre Stevenson is this guy checks all of Belichick's boxes. He has the size of like LeGarrette Blount. He has the speed of a faster running back than Blount even. Because you saw it when he brought that 91-yard touchdown run. In the preseason. Yes, Against, in the preseason. Yeah, they did get yeah. rid of they did get rid of Sony Michelle. They did. They've moved Ramondre Stevenson all the way up to second on the depth chart. I dare say that Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the guy that's going to be hawking those cam carries in the red zone because he's a big guy and if you think about it every single time when the garrett blunt came to new england he always was the touchdown the end zone back he was yeah i remember we had 18 touchdowns he that left. One. was amazing yeah he left went to pittsburgh was unhappy asked for his release they gave it to him he went back to new england yep. and scored touchdowns again oh I belichick's think, great with that the, I, you don't want him i'll take him i think Rashad, ramondre stevenson fits the mold of the guy that Belichick wants really? running the ball in his So the you end think zone. with a rookie starting quarterback, he's going to have a rookie running back protecting him? I'm not. I once again, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's going to. He might be the guy that gets the goal line carries. Okay. If you're saying, I'm not saying Damian Harris isn't going to rush for a thousand yards. I'm not saying Ramondre Stevenson is going to rush for a thousand yards. I'm saying when it you comes down to it, with total vulture. points, he's going to be a goal line vulture. Good old Mike Allstott. Yep. You got you got a little uh, lightning and thunder. You got a little tiki barber with your Damian Harris, but you've got you know the the what Jacobs? What was his Brandon name? Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. In Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. All right. You got well, Allstott in and Ramondre well, Stevenson, right. and you got you got uh, Warwick Dunn is actually not even Damian Harris. Warwick Dunn is actually James. Warwick Dunn's a great guy. What, Warwick what he's Dunn done for is, people in Tampa Bay is awesome. Yeah, but what Warwick Dunn is equivalent to James White in. Okay. All right. Well, we we've just spent five and a half minutes talking about New England Patriots running backs. So, what's your next bold prediction, Mister Bold? All right. My bold prediction is, is that no Chicago Bear has any fantasy relevance, and the Chicago Bears do not win a game as if Andy Dalton is the starter. You don't even think Week Two hosting Cincinnati? I'm saying exactly what I said. As long as Andy Dalton is the starter, the Bears' offense is fantasy irrelevant. Wow, that is pretty bold. I mean, 
We're talking second round pick David Montgomery. We're talking Allen Robinson, our you know wide receiver one. Wow, I I guess that's pretty bold. I mean, I, I think some people I know, Sean, will try to make a case for Andy Dalton. Cincinnati ran him out of town, and you don't have as much talent. Yeah. As he had in Dallas. Yeah. And be that inept. Yep. And anybody that wants to talk about how bad the offensive line was in Dallas, what are you looking at at the Bears? What are you the same line you Dak Prescott a- played behind, and they were, they were scoring points like it was a video game. I understand, but what makes you think it's any better with the Bears? The Bears no, got I- rid of the blindside tackle in Leno and the other tackle, and they picked up, what, Trayvon Jenkins or something to be his backup, to be the, to be the starting blindside Tevin. tackle. Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. But I mean, like, but you said you picked him up to be the starting tackle on the blind side, and he's missing the entire season with a back injury. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I thought the reason I say Justin Fields is going to play week four, I think Andy Dalton at home against the Bengals will win that game. I, you know, I think Nagy's going to let him play. I think he's going to be like, listen, I promised you the starting job. This is your former team. Go beat them. I think I think they'll be one and two. They're going to lose to the Rams, beat the Bengals at home, lose to the Browns, and that when that's when Nagy goes to Justin Fields, that soft landing spot, a home date against the Lions. I think that I think he could start. But I think Justin Fields. I've already said this multiple times. He should start Week One. I think he yeah. might even start Week Two. Okay, I I I, I see what you're saying. I I'm going to disagree, but. I, I think they can beat the Bengals at home pretty handily. Mm. I've been to yeah. a lot of Bears games where they didn't have a first down until like the third or fourth quarter. Oh, and I think we're staring down the barrel of that this season. When when your starting left tackle is now a 38, 39-year-old guy who was playing golf, and the reason they kept five tight ends on the roster was because they know they're going to have to block. Mm-hmm. So I, I they could be in trouble. Yeah, well, I they just could be think, in trouble week one. I Dalton, just, might, get, well, that's, yeah, Dalton that, might get knocked out week that's, one. I'm surprised that line is still at seven. I checked that line. The Rams are still favored by seven. That could be a Rams coming out party on Sunday night. That could get bad really quick. All right. So I threw out I threw out a whole team there at bold predictions. What do you got? Well, I didn't go teams, but I, I, I tell you what, if you want to go bold and deep, I think Pittsburgh tight end Pat Fryermuth, or as they called him in college, Baby Gronk, will have eight receiving touchdowns this year. Ben is 39 years old. His offensive line is brutal. Last year he had his shortest average yards per completion. And for whatever preseason's worth, the only two touchdowns that Ben threw this preseason were to Pat Fryermuth. So I think, in a guy who's not on anybody's fantasy radar, will get eight receiving touchdowns this year. So, so you're 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 you're, you're now I get to throw it back to you with the Ramondre Stevens. So we're we're talking about preseason football. No, I, I I'm just saying I I use that as it's like I said my my more point is how he had short dump offs last year. That's why Juju Smith became a, a slot receiver. He's 39 behind a bad offensive line. He can't do his big bend, stand in the pocket, and wait for Deontay Johnson to get open deep. I really think in the red zone, Baby Gronk, Pat Fryermuth, sets up to be a great red zone target. I'm not gonna say I'm not saying he's gonna have more than three or four hundred yards receiving, probably less than that. But eight receiving touchdowns in a deep standard league. So you're is saying good it could stuff. be like a Tanyan last year where he only gets like 30 catches, and, and he turns it into 12 touchdowns or 40 catches? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tanya wasn't drafted by anybody last do you year. Think, do you think that uh, Eric Ebron doesn't siphon off some of those touchdowns? I don't. I think it's going to be baby Gronk. Huh? All right. Yeah, I, you I asked for bold, I gave hey, you bold. Hey, like I said, I, I want bold, so I appreciate <coughs> bold. I'm not going to really battle you on that because, I mean, 
I, I, I mean, that's a bold prediction. I can't really say like, well, that's Plus, just... you can be honest, you had no idea who that is, do you? No, I know who Pat Meyer <laughs> you told him. You told me about I did, before. I did. Yes. I, I've talked about it, but I did. I, I think eight receiving touchdowns is definitely doable from a guy who's not getting drafted in any league. All right, why don't you throw another one at me? Okay, well, we'll go a little bit more fantasy relevant. We're going to snake these. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think Aaron Rodgers will finish as the number one quarterback in fantasy. Yes. He's currently ranked at number seven on ESPN and number 10 on CBS. Okay. And I think people are slobbing a lot of nods from Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to call it a last dance, call it a scorched out earth tour, whatever. I think I think they're going to light it up this year. I think no mercy. I think when the coach tries to tell you run Aaron Jones in the fourth quarter, Aaron's going to be like, fuck that. I think he's going heavy. I think him and Devontae Adams have this pre-planned. I've actually invested on the Packers to win the division with one of my 25% bonuses on Bet Rivers. I've bet on Devontae Adams to finish number one in uh, touchdowns this year from receivers. I think the Aaron Rodgers will finish as the number one quarterback in fantasy. I don't have I, – I mean, I have a I have a bold prediction about quarterbacks, but I, I believe that there's nothing that says why he just doesn't go scorched earth on everybody. I, I, you know what I'm going to equate it to, and I know it's a baseball reference? Remember back in the 90s? When Barry Bonds was the best overall player in baseball. Mm-hmm. And he saw Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire getting all the love because of home runs they were hitting. So he juiced up and said, well, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. I think that's Aaron Rodgers sees all the love Tom Brady gets. Everybody's calling him the GOAT to hand down because he went down to Tampa one in the first year. I think Aaron Rodgers sees that, says, hey, I'm better than this guy, and I'm going to prove it. And he's auditioning for 31 teams this year. I think he's going to blow it up. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think that when you're talking about somebody that's <laughs> That's coming out with like on a mission, literally to prove everybody Absolute. wrong. Call it the last dance, man. I call it the last dance. I got him. I took him and I took him in a in a league. Tim, do you have him in a league? No, not yet. Oh, all right. Stand by. <laughs> all right, wait, come on, Hotshot. All right, you got? Right. Throw one at. So me. here's here's my here's my bold prediction. I'm gonna come back. It fits perfectly into what I'm going to throw out there. I'm going to say that Dak Pres- Dak Prescott will throw for over five thousand yards. Will make a run at the most yards passing in a season. I'm not saying he's going to break it. He's going to come close, and he will be the yeah, MB- 17th game adds no. He will be the NFL MVP this year. Wow. Um. Yeah, he's plus 1600 uh, for MVP. I, I threw a, uh, I threw a five dollar bet on that one. That's not a lot, but plus 1600. That's a good dart throw. When and I'll say this: when he got hurt last year. He that was, was a brutal injury. He was that on was a pace. brutal injury. He was on pace at that time to throw for like seventy five hundred yards that season. Yeah, I think them picking a linebacker in the first round is not going to magically fix their defense. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. So I they think could that... have the all the love we're giving the Titans because their defense is brutal. Fantasy love. I, I my my hesitation with Dak is that he hasn't thrown in the preseason. He still has that shoulder injury. He's been sent two MRIs for. And I, I just, I, I'm not saying he's not fancy relevant. I'm not saying, like I said, I've, I've gotten every share of a Dallas Cowboy that I can. But, I okay. I, I mean, I just, I, I think it's his health that the only thing that's going to stop him is his health. Yeah, well, I, I just think that this is, this is that year. You always have those years where you got like Brady comes back and is the MVP. Rodgers came back last year and is the MVP. You don't really see those things coming back 
over and over and over again, you always see them. They always want to try to throw somebody else in there. Who's yeah. the new flash in the pan? It's kind of kind of shocked that Josh Allen didn't win it last year. Not that Rodgers didn't have a great season. He did. But just for the fact that you've got those guys that are really taking their game up to the next level. Like you saw Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson won the MVP two years ago. And then you saw Mahomes won it three years ago. I think some of, that, some of that plays into... What were your expectations before the season? Yeah. I think that's what hurts guys like Pat Mahomes because everybody expected you to be good. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Academy Award does with, you know, if it's an older actor or actress who's been around forever versus an up-and-comer, mm-hmm. they're going to give it to the older one assuming that the up-and-comer will get another one. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen wins MVP this year. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills can be really good. Even yeah. though the rest of that AFC East is going to come to them a little bit. Yeah. Well, once again, my bold prediction had nothing to do with Josh Allen. It's that... Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is going to be the NFL okay. MVP this year, and 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 make a run for the all time for most passing yards in a season. All right, all right, excellent. What else you got? All right, let me throw this one out there. Robert Woods will finish the season as a top three scoring fantasy wide receiver. Wow, top three, top three. Wow, all I right. am all in. I have him in both my leagues. There's a reason well, I'm the why I have been both singing the praises leagues. of the Rams all preseason, and uh, you kept that close to the vest. So you could snake Matt Stafford. That's not from true. Me. I told you, I've told you that I was big on Robert Woods last year. He was on my team. Oh, last he's year. he's been your guy for a he's while. He's been yeah. my guy for a while. Very I had underrated. Cooper Cup. Two, People two don't or three talk years about ago, him in the same times. sentence with Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Derek uh, Ty- Tyree Kill, uh, Devontae. They don't talk about him in that same sense. But if you look at his production, and that was with Jared Goff. I mean, that's. That's right up there with some of the numbers that Andre Johnson put up with the Houston Texans with nobody yep. thrown to him. Mm-hmm. Look what Roberts Woods was able to accomplish with Jared Goff. Yeah. And not so. to mention, in fact, this is also a guy <coughs> that gets one to two carries a game usually, just doing end rounds mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, he, he, they, he's one of those guys you want to get the ball into his hands as many times as possible. Absolutely. You know, I'm not even going to – I'm not going to waste any time playing devil's activity on that one. I, I could absolutely see it. All right. So – I just threw that out there, so now it's your turn. Back to back here. Yeah, uh, you know, let me go. Uh, I'm going to go deep again since I just did an Aaron Rodgers one. I'm going to go deep again. I think that New York Jets tight end Tyler Croft will finish as a top 10 tight end. And now, I unless you read the B story news, you don't realize that uh, we told you about the Irv Smith injury in Minnesota. They traded for Chris Herndon. The, so on the Jets roster, there's only two people that play tight end. One of them is a 265-pound blocking specialist. I wrote down his name, Trevon Resco, Wesco, which the old, yeah, exactly. So anybody outside of his family doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. So the only true tight end on that team is Tyler Croft, who this coaching staff and this head, uh, front office brought him in. And what is, like I've said, the point I'm trying to make, a rookie quarterback's best friend, the tight end, yep. the dump off, the safe. So I think... Outside, you know, guys, we talked about the big three with Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. I think four through ten is up in the air. I think Tyler Croft, who's on everybody's waivers right now or hasn't been drafted, can finish as a top ten tight end. Yeah, I mean, that is a that is a bold prediction considering I don't think he was drafted in our league, was he? No. Yeah. No, I double-checked, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's sound because... Which is weird because I took it, two tight ends and I didn't take them either. Well, when you think about it, every single time, every single year, six out of the top... 12 tight ends don't end up being in the Yeah, top that's 12. why you usually punt the tight end. Yeah, that's yeah. why everybody punts the tight end because you can find a guy. Like the one year that Andrews and Waller blew up, they were probably ranked, I think, 17th and 20th in, in ranks. Yeah, there's only so many Kelseys and Wallers. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has to fill in somewhere, and, and I, I think Tyler Croft can be that guy. Look at Evan Ingram. Evan, Evan Ingram, 
uh, was he drafted? He was almost, or maybe not even drafted. Evan yeah, Ingram, the I, tight end for the Giants, and he was being picked in the fifth round for like three years in a row. Everyone kept yeah. trying to well, drink Kyle that. Well, Kyle Rudolph Kool-Aid. is there too. Plus, they've got a million wide receivers. No, I'm not. So. I'm just. I'm. I'm not yeah. justifying just why he was picked. He kept being drafted. I'm just yeah. saying that guy was. Everyone kept saying this guy's going to be a good player. He's going to be a good player. He kept going in fifth round, sixth round. He kept going er, mid draft, mid rounds of drafts, and he never provided the kind of uh, quality points that you that would dictate that. Yeah. So I think when you're talking about tight ends, yeah, I mean, go, I mean, all right, what else you got? Okay, we're going deep again. New Orleans running back Tony Jones. I know he's on your radar because Jeff sniped you again. Yeah. Gotcha. I think, now Devonta Freeman was cut. I've already told you my reservation, Latavius Murray is a 31-year-old who was outplayed this preseason by Tony Jones. Mm-hmm. Now I bring it up. I think he will finish top 20 points per game. When given the opportunity, I think he'll be a solid Running back two, just like last year on times when I had to start Tony Pollard, Giovanni Bernard, on a points-per-game basis, I think Tony Jones can finish top 20 points per game, and I wanted to throw this out there. The New Orleans Saints has rushed for 91 rushing touchdowns over the last four years. That's 11 more than any other team. Jameis Winston's their starting quarterback this year. He does not run for touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So I think on a points-per-game basis, Tony Jones can finish top 20. That is a bold prediction. Right? I like it because I like it. Tony Jones. Oh, Jeff knows. I love Tony Jones. As a matter of fact, like that was I didn't get I got upset. I got I was irked by the Antonio Gibson pick. But the one that really bothered me was the last pick. Oh, the twisting when, of the knife yeah, was the Tony Jones. Was yeah. after after getting sniped multiple yeah, times. Yeah, outside of New Orleans, the only people who know who knew, knew who he was were you and me. Well, and, and anybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, both 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 people. <laughs> both people that are listening <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, no, I mean I I, I hope you're right because then I would say that that we're you know like I, I if that was a bet right now I would probably throw a couple of dollars on that. Oh, make, that that, that would definitely return. be worth it. And that's the thing is DraftKings. I think prior to the season, they've got if you go to the tabs, every team they've got some big questions on mm-hmm. every team. Yeah. So I I just like I said, and I'll bring it up in the next segment if we have time. But there's some great value to be had out there. What do you got for it? All right, we're I'm going to stick with New Orleans while you're bringing it up. I think that Jameis Winston will finish. As a top twelve fantasy quarterback this year, wow, top twelve, top twelve. He should he will be a fantasy starter if somebody picked him up and started him every week. The interceptions don't worry you at all. No, um, the the only thing the interceptions worry me about is if he if he's going to get pulled because of it. Yeah, but I think with what he can do with Kamara and those receivers is so much more. We've talked about it before. Is so much more than what Taysom Hill could do with them. Oh, absolutely. He's when yeah when last seen. He passed for 5,100 yards and 33 touchdowns. Yeah, and 30 interceptions. Well, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, I mean, if you're focusing on the positive, and I have that yeah. written down because of somebody else I wanted to mention on the Saints. But anyway, when you're but, talking about the five, if he, this guy can throw, this guy's a potential. He's done it. He's thrown for 5,000 yards in a season. He's thrown over 30, 30 touchdowns. He's There's no reason to think with those weapons that he has, Marquez Callaway is blossoming into a fine receiver. And then you have... Uh, Michael Thomas, when he comes back, you yeah. still got Traquan Smith. You've got the Adam Troutman. You've got guys that are and Alvin got, Kamara, who's basically a wide receiver yeah. out of the backfield. And Alvin Kamara is basically yeah. a guy that you could just throw a screen yeah, no, pass I, to when he like breaks I said, the I, I told you before. I bet I had bet the over on the Saints wins of nine. Uh, I think they can go at least ten and seven because I think I I think Drew Brees they won with him as opposed to because of him this past season. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little higher on the Saints this year. Uh, although I do worry, and I brought to you up before, their first uh, month of the season, they're not going to be able in New Orleans because of uh, Hurricane Ida. 
So their amazing home field advantage, they're going to lose that in weeks one and four. But I, I can't I can't argue with it, which is weird because in both the drafts we did last Sunday, Jameis Winston didn't even get drafted. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I would have said, like, I, I, w- I was definitely down for having him on either one of my teams, but I'm not taking it back. Yeah, I, I got Stafford I, I, and Rodgers. Neither one of us believe in taking back a yeah. quarterback. So I, I didn't, you didn't. Okay, my last bold prediction, Tim, is that the Atlanta Falcons will not win more than four games this season, and they will become a dumpster fire. They will become a complete train wreck, with the exception of Calvin Ridley pulls a Megatron, and he goes and comes up just short of the all-time receiving record for in a season. Which your, is, your reasoning being the wide receiver, only wide receiver on a bad team. Yes, he's the only guy. Just like how Megatron did it the one year where he made 1,946 yards as the record that Megatron set in one season in 2012. Yeah, we've talked about in depth about the garbage time points. And I bad think teams. that I think that well, that's interesting because Vegas has the over under for Atlanta Falcons wins at seven and a half. I think you're 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 way down. I am way down. I believe that that team has a terrible defense. And their offense, with the exception of Ridley and Pitts, but I don't believe in rookie tight no, ends. No, we've talked about rookie tight ends, yeah. But besides that, the rest of that offense, is it, it's old. The offensive line is old. Matt Ryan's old. It's stuff like that. It's just it's something that I feel like they're going to start falling so far behind in games because their defense is so bad, and they're just going to become a train wreck because they're a team that people have probably like maybe playoff, you know, aspirations or slightly outside of the playoff aspirations and i don't think they really realize how bad of a team this is going to be by the time they so get we're into talking it. in the range of the houston texans the detroit lions bad well i'm saying they will not win more than four games so yeah i guess when it's wow. all said and done but i'm just talking about their team like philadelphia last year where they just crumble at the fact that they cannot move the ball offensively with the exception of calvin ridley yeah and, and so my 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 only worry about Calvin Ridley this year is there is no Julio Jones to pull the safety. And I, I know Kyle Pitts is there, but I feel like Calvin Ridley will get double teamed. And, and I mean, now granted, the fourth quarter points come when you're in that hurry-up, two-minute offense where the defense is playing soft. So I could see your point about Calvin Ridley. But I would Ridley, also argue to that. This team could it has the potential to be very bad. I would also argue to that statement is, is that some of Ridley's best games last year were when Julio wasn't on the field, when he didn't okay. play. Okay. I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I mean, like, I'm not going to defend the Atlanta Falcons. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I they're One of my favorite prop bets was they're under seven and a half wins, and you obviously agree, so I'm yes. not going to go too far into that. All right. Uh, my last bold prediction Trey Lance will finish as a top 12 quarterback. Wow. Yeah. And and I, I'm telling you what, which will make him QB1. He's already rotating in. Kyle Shanahan made an MVP out of Matt Ryan. His rushing potential is what makes fantasy numbers. So I'm talking top 12 in QB and fantasy. I, I really believe he's going to be on the field sooner rather than later. And between Kyle Shanahan's offense, the weapons he has there, and his rushing ability, I think he ends up top 12. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that is bold because I think that I, – I didn't make one of my bold predictions, but one of my bold predictions was that Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo never really seeds the position, that they keep kind of cycling cycling the quarterbacks in and out. 
They kind of bring saw him the in. draft pick compensation they gave up to get him. Yeah, I understand. I'm just I just think that I, Jimmy doesn't. Jimmy isn't Garoppolo isn't the type of guy that that goes out there and throws three three picks and has a horrible game and stuff like that. He's pretty much a game manager. But he's also not special. He, you're right. I, I feel like as good as the NFC West is. With the Rams there, we've talked about how, you know, and, and, and Russell Wilson, people forget Russell Wilson and the Seahawks went 12-4 and four last year. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is the quote-unquote worst team in that division, and I could see a path where they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think if, if, this, if the Niners fall behind a little bit, I, I think first couple games, if their offense isn't moving, they, they start 1-2 and two, or, God forbid, 0-3. Oh well, they're not starting 0-3. Oh their first game is against Detroit. I, I Yeah, but in Detroit. I, I'm For what it's worth... And one of the things I want to bring up in the betting segment is the, the the fact that last year road teams did great because there was no fans, which helped the defenses. You know, you, you can't – quarterbacks, you know, uh, offensive linemen and receivers can't hear the audible calls, uh, changes the line, stuff like that. I'm not making a case that the Lions are going to win that game. What I'm saying is if the offense starts puttering, say they beat the Lions 14-13 or 13, and they're looking bad, Trey Lance is going to come in, and I think he's going to come in – on fire and not give it back. I just okay, but my my question to you is: Are you saying from when he takes over the starting position, he's no, going to no. be twelve? No, I'm flat out saying he will be top twelve. All right, I that's a that's a that is a bold prediction. I'll be I'll be ready to write that one down at the end of the year and see where we go on that one. Okay, I mean right. that's bold. It's not going to be a show bet because you know you got to give me odds on that. But I, <laughs> you ask for bold, I'm giving you bold. Yeah, I, I gave you bold. I feel like All we right. both came with some bold predictions. Um, hopefully, we looked really good when when. You know, out of the six that we both said each, well, you know, four of them come in for each of us because they're bold. Like, there's yeah. a good chance. I mean, you're talking about these things hitting are not as 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 yeah, good I, as I like think somebody when else. When it comes to bold, if you can bat 500, you're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? All right, so, so I'll let's. Keep, I'll keep this paper. Uh, I'll you know. Well, I'm keeping we'll, this. We'll, paper. Yeah, we'll keep track of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about um, some betting things that that we've been looking at. Yeah, Rick, let me talk about gambling. Yeah, I think that one of the things that um, that I had said. That obviously we we already know about is Atlanta's under of seven and a half. I think that that should be something that that people should be jumping on. Oh yeah, and I, I understand they're bad, and I think we we had talked about it. Uh, some of my favorite ones. I ended up getting uh, Detroit at five, and mm-hmm. I took under. They were four and a half on DraftKings. I got them on five on. Uh, I want to say it was Bet Rivers or one of the two sites. I you know, and one of the point I wanted to bring up before we hit some of our favorite future bets. If you're signing up, if your state allows it, and you're signing up for sports betting or if you've been waiting, now is the time to do it. In the United States, football pays the freight. Mm-hmm. Football is king. And all these websites that are competing with each other know it. In Illinois, there's six websites, there's six apps you can gamble on. And they're all giving just giving you free stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're waiting, even if you don't want to gamble, if you just want to side fun or whatever, you can put money into these accounts and get free bets. You can get deposit bonuses. Like I said, this week DraftKings is doing a hammer the over for the Clemson Georgia game. Every twenty five hundred moves the line down. As of this morning, that's a ten and a half. So that's a free twenty five dollars. Yeah. They also have the Buccaneers plus seventy three. That's a <laughs> that's a free fifty dollars. Yeah. So if you've been waiting, hop on this. I mean, like I said, I, DraftKings has those too. Bat Rivers had twenty five percent bonus on on Sundays. Uh, the FanDuel has a. Bet fifty bucks straight up on somebody to win the Super Bowl. You get five bucks for every game they win. Uh, points bet is doing no juice week one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're hopping in, do it now. Take advantage of this. They're competing for your business. Yeah, it's it's a God forbid it's the drug dealer approach. They say, hey, look, first taste is free. 
Well, if you only take that first taste, just take your free money. It's yeah. free money. All right, so give me some things that you're looking at. Not not as week one games. We could talk about that next. Yeah, week. we'll Let's talk, talk about, about over unders. You know, future future. Yeah, picks. well, I've already told you. I I thought the Kansas City twelve and a half was really low. I bet twice on their over. I think they can go at least thirteen and four. And and the caveat for all these is now no major injury. And there's mm-hmm. stuff you can't do about that. Uh, some of my other. I've already talked about my love for the football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, over eight and a half wins. Uh, Washington football team. If Washington like, football. What is yeah, he talking well, the football about? team. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, anybody listening, I would hope knows that. You've already talked about Atlanta on DraftKings. They're over under with seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So pound that under. Uh, Jacksonville's over under six and a half. Way under. Yeah. I, I mean, I I think that the only wins they might get is uh, Houston Texans and Jags beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already talked about Detroit and they're under. And uh, I, I I like the Packers over ten wins because I was talking about how I think uh, Aaron Rodgers going to score third scorched earth tour. Yeah. And my other one was the Los Angeles Chargers under 9.5. I'm not really all that high in them. I don't know why they think a new coaching staff is going to improve the team that was last year. Yeah. So what, what do you got for me? I think um, one of the bets that I made, and I shared this with you before, is that there was it was plus 1,700 that a team would finish 0-17. And, and I think there's two teams that could do it. I mean, the Lions could do it, and the Texans could do it. I mean, they yeah. both could do it. They don't even play against each other. I mean, we could have yeah, two Yeah, no, I, I think my only hesitation about the Texans is the fact they play the Jaguars twice. Yeah, I don't know, though. You I know. think that first week, with what I saw at least in uh, in preseason with uh, Trevor Lawrence in that last preseason game, he seemed like he was moving the team pretty well and stuff like that. And Houston has a pretty pretty horrid, you know, all-around team. I don't really see them. Yeah, did you know they have the second oldest team in football? I heard that stat. The Houston Texans? The oldest team, average age-wise, is Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Second oldest, Houston Texans. Wow. That shocks me. Because you would think if me. they're tearing it down, they would completely tear it down. Yeah, because you're yeah. talking about a team that's like, hey, we're really, really bad. But yeah. look at all these old guys that, that can't even justify that we're really Yeah, that, that that really caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, I would think, if anything, if you're going to be that bad, you might as well have all the youth to, to Yeah, and off. the funny thing is, I, I, I know we want to talk about week one next week, but something that caught me right away when I looked at it, the Texans are a home underdog. Home interdivision underdog at plus three next week against the Jags. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same exact time, you're talking about a Jacksonville team that I think if I think if they're going to show up, it's going to be week one. You've got a college quarter, a college head coach, a former college head coach, playing against a subpar Houston team. So he's going to, in my opinion, I think Urban Meyer's going to go out there and he's going to run it up that first week and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, look at all this stuff. They, and then they're going to get knocked down to reality when yeah. they play against a real NFL team. Yeah, that, that's going to prop up a, a spread that you can take it. I think you might yeah. be able to see this game, that first game when it, their Texans are getting three, they could be getting seven. I think that Jacksonville's going to come out that game and you're going to see something that's like, 33 to 13 or something like that because as long as they can protect trevor lawrence he's going to make things happen tyrod taylor is i mean he has done some pretty impressive things when he was in the bills before when he was on the bills way back when he brought him to the playoffs and stuff like that but that was years ago i mean you're talking about a guy that really is a serviceable backup but really shouldn't be starting anywhere yeah no i hear you any other future bets you like any i i do like the detroit under yeah, um, I think we agree on that. Yeah, I think I got it at five. When you're talking about, there's a lot of them that are sitting right at like seven, seven and a half, and some of like that. I don't know about. Um, I could see, I could see Kansas City going twelve and five and stuff really? like that. I could see them going thirteen and four. They have a hard schedule. No, well, yeah, I mean, and they have to play the Titans. That's why, yeah, DraftKings has special. They, 
uh, for the Chiefs to start five and zero or six and zero, one of the two. I, I know Bet Rivers had one similar to that. And so well, I took Fandle. the bet. I took the bet for them to start off five. But and I, I, the reason I didn't is because I noticed they play the they they play the AFC North, mm-hmm. so they they play against Cleveland week one. They play against the Ravens. I, I think week two or week three. I, I didn't dive too much into the weeks yet. I think one that I really have a hunch about that I really want to pull the trigger on, but I'm I just it's one of those things that I'll say. Oh man, I totally called that, but I totally chickened out on betting it. I think the under for the Ravens. I really? think with Dobbins out. Well, what's their over under at right now? I believe it was 11, 11 and a half. Okay. Um, but I, I know they're favored to win the North. They're favored to win the North. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Cleveland's going to win the North. I think they're, Cleveland is stacked offensively and defensively, even with having Mayfield there and stuff like that. I feel like they'll win in spite of it, in spite of Mayfield, not because of Mayfield, because that right. those running backs are just too good. And that defense is getting... That, that defense, defense is, is only Miles getting Garrett's better. just amazing. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when you're talking about like Baltimore, with the fact that Gus Edwards is there, and I know you, you are big on Gus Edwards, you're high on him with the with, with the fact that he's going in third rounds and drafts now and stuff like that. But I think he's I was not, more high on him when he was still the back yeah, going but in the he's tenth not, round. But yeah. He's not Jacob Dobbins. He's not J.K. Dobbins and yeah. stuff like that. And I believe that because Dobbins is out, it's going to put more pressure on Lamar to do things on his own, which I feel like I've talked about it before. If Lamar keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, that, remember the one year when Vic broke his leg? Yeah. They they don't last. Cam got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about Cam two years after his MVP season was basically unplayable. We're talking about no Lamar Jackson. Wanted, yeah. yeah, we're talking about Lamar Jackson now is two is going to be in his second year outside well, of I think that's the point MVP you were trying to make territory. about Lamar a couple episodes back was they're going to have less and less design runs for mm-hmm. him. So. But now because J.K. Dobbins is hurt, do they go back to having more design runs for him? We'll and see. if they do have more design runs for him, and it's a ticking time bomb every single time you walk out there that he might he might just crumble under I, I feel like there's still an outside chance they bring in a veteran. I don't think he crumbles under the pressure of it. I just think injury-wise, you just can't stay healthy like that. Look at yeah. what Dak was doing last year when he was t- putting the Dallas on his on his back yeah. in those games because Zeke wasn't playing up to potential, and he the was offensive basically line wasn't the offensive shape, yeah. offensive line wasn't playing up to potential. Dak was carrying that team, and he broke his leg. If Lamar yeah. Jackson tries to start carrying this team, it puts too much weight on himself. Starts carrying that whole team, he's going to break a leg. He's going to get I, hurt. Agreed. I, I yeah. I, I I know that's not good audio, but it, I agreed. I mean, I think that if you're talking about and if and if Lamar gets hurt, this is a team that wins five games. You saw when yeah. McSorley was in there last yeah, year. Yeah, they they looked pretty bad. They looked pretty bad. And on top of that, you're talking about a guy who I believe Lamar Jackson is a guy, one of those guys that's on his pulpit, standing there on the rock, saying he's not going to get vaccinated. Well. Yeah, that that's a factor. That, that's you're right. That's a factor. So, uh, yeah, no. I you know, one thing I wanted to mention before we sign out here, uh, our good buddy Ryan at the draft had something a little fun. I, I know you were more, uh, I don't want to say bothered by it, but you weren't as amused as I was. He had something he called punt the QB bingo, and he had on his laptop classic Mary, a whole bunch of sayings he believes comes out of our podcast, and he was playing bingo. Some of the stuff agree to disagree. Uh, punt the QB. You know, some of the stuff uh, we say on the show. So I thought that was funny. Uh, shout out to Ryan. I appreciate you listening. I thought that was kind of funny. Some of them weren't punt the QB relevant, like Cubs sucks. I, I don't really think we talk about baseball too much on no, here. No, I don't think I've ever said Cubs suck on this podcast. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm a Sox fan, and the Cubs aren't in my division, so I don't really care. Mm-hmm. 
So, but I wanted to shout out to him because I thought that was funny, and I appreciate you promoting the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for entertaining Tim. I guess. Well, I, I guess didn't that's really, not too hard to do. I didn't really think it was that. It was all that. I mean, it was funny, but when I looked at some of them, I was like, "Well, they're some of them are just." Yeah, one of them was Justin Fields. Yeah, you just have to say it's the like name. all you had to do is somebody just had to draft Justin. Yeah, Fields. In, a, in a league full with Bears fans, yeah. especially being hosted by Brian Jones, you know Justin Fields is going to get mm-hmm. drafted. No, so. he did. He did put Kembrell Tompkins on that list, so that was that, good. that was that funny. That, I mean, he, I did mention him. Yeah, and you have to. I mean, you know, he did bring he, up some interesting him things. and Stephen Hawkins will live forever. Yes, Kembro yeah. Tompkins is in our leagues, in our eyes, yes. in our minds. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so thanks a lot for listening. Um, I think next week we might actually try to squeeze in another one before Thursday's game. We're we're bouncing it around. I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing it. Um, it's something that we're gonna try to see if we can do. I think um, even if you don't, you start your Bucks, you start your Cowboys. Yeah. I mean yeah. The, obviously the Bucks, the Cowboys can't stop anybody from what the defense you saw last year. Yeah. And the Cowboys are just too offensive dominant of a team to think that they're not going to actually have some kind of relevance that week. Yep. Um, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get back on before that. We'll talk some week one stuff. We're definitely going to get together before Sunday's games. Absolutely. And we are we'll going to do a week, a week one, preview. one preview. Yep. We're going to give you the week one preview. We're going to give you some guys where I'm looking at like... Uh, Flex plays. Yep. And I'll, uh, if if I'm allowed, I'll start talking about some of my favorite week one bets. We will throw out some bets there. We're gonna keep some. Tra- we're gonna keep track of these things. We'll probably pick. Uh, Tim will probably take his best three. My best three. And we'll keep and track. We'll of see. It. We'll see where it goes. Um, once again, at punt the QB. Is it right? At the punt QB. At, at punt Q- QBFF. At punt QBFF. That's Tim on Twitter. I am Rick punt the QB. At yep. Rick punt the QB. So send us your your picks if you want. We'll get you in on these. We'll get you in on that. We'll keep track of your your guys's uh, top three bets if you want. Um, we got some fun things coming down the line here that we're doing in you know like fantasy pools and and fantasy leagues, survivor pools and stuff like that. I'm gonna give you all the stuff that I'm doing and all the stuff that I like. Absolutely, Tim. That that's you said it. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, thanks guys. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. <laughs>